Welcome to Stock Odds, Odds and End podcast. I'm Dave Singh here with Rob Friesen, trying to find some quantitative edges for the week ahead using Stock Odds data. Hey, Rob, how's everything this evening? Hey, nice little jingle in the background there. Yeah, we've got to make it a little more interesting. <laughs> yeah, we need to lighten up after that big thousand point uh, decline on Friday. We need something. Yeah, we do have to uh, brand ourselves too, right? <laughs> we should have... Uh, someone may you know create a little jingle for us maybe even yeah. some words who knows <laughs> Good. all right so, well I mean, we just we just come off a big week here with markets yeah. down big on friday we sold into that close we've had a week um a week week and a week month almost the inverse of what we saw in march we kind of had a v-shaped reverse v-shaped <laughs> pattern on the chart there for this for the spider and we're coming in into the last five days of april on the VIX is creeping up again above 28, oil is still around 99, the 10 year is 2.9%. So, all those things out there. And um, what does the data say we should do in the week ahead? Yeah, well, um, so what is the last five days, three days, and the last day of the month on the seasonality calendar? Oh, that starts tomorrow. I mean, that's the last time. Um, yeah. yeah, but what's, what's the performance uh, expected to be? Oh. Yeah, right here we have that. Well, I have, the, I have the breakdown of all the sectors, too. Okay. Uh, why don't you run through that? Yeah. If you need a moment, I can go first here. For yeah, some. go first. I'm going to pull up. Okay. Um, well, on the front of uh, what's happening here with the futures at the moment, um, so the Dow Jones uh, index futures are down uh, 249 points at the moment, 0.74%. Uh, um, there's a good distance between here and the February low, which was on 24th for the, for the Dow Jones future. So it, it's different for the other indices. Um, and then uh, we had a higher low on March 8th and again a higher low on March 16th. So the first target is probably the, the March 16th one if we want to continue to fall. But certainly stronger and that does argue that there is a there is a value proposition that uh, you know there might be some rotation out of high PE stuff and risk riskier assets and into um, more defensive positions. That's what it is saying. If that to Dow 30 is uh, you know holding up better than the other ones, um, the next best performing is the S and P. That's down um, minus 0.77 or 33 points. Uh, and again, it um, it had a higher low on March 15th, and the March 20 or February 24th was was lower than that. Um, so a bit more, a bit closer to it than the uh, Dow. Then we go to the Nasdaq 100, which is getting really close to uh, its March 15th low, which was actually lower uh, than the one on uh, February 24th. Um, and so we're approaching that uh, pretty quickly here. Uh, there's only, you know, 260 points or so to go to hit that. Um, the Russell is really close to uh, its lows. It's got kind of a channel. All, there was a, a, a lot of, you know, kind of support indicated in that area, and it's getting really close. It's down um, 17 points or 0.88%. Um, the NASDAQ is down right now 0.78 or 104.50 at the moment. Um, we've got the Nikkei. Nikkei was uh, off uh, 0.75, 200 points, and uh, DAX is 
1.67 minus 237. We'll see how Europe plays uh, overnight here and um, before our market um, opens, see where it's at. Uh, VIX, as you mentioned, Dave, that's uh, rallying again up 0.66 or 2.37%. So we're already back to 28.65 on the VIX. Yeah. Um, you know, so with no sign of slowing down on this on this move here. Um, so that's uh, what's happening in uh, futures land. And um, if we move into um, metals and so on, um, their gold is uh, was off on Friday. We'll have to see how the uh, gold futures are doing here. 0.57 down. Um, minus 11. Um, I'm writing a kind of a bit of a write-up on gold as something of interest to me. I think that I can come up with about 20 reasons why um, there might be a reason to get involved here shortly. Uh -huh. um, and so, uh, you know, against the major narrative, if you look at the consensus, most people don't give gold two hoots worth of value, right? Um, but uh, I, I do I do see that there's an argument for it. So uh, I'm going to write up that. And that kind of includes silver and copper as well. And, and they're, they've been like they were down last week pretty, pretty bad. But my argument is, hear me out, my argument is not on the defensive thing that, that's the us dollar right now and you know value stocks and things like that are more defensive but um these commodities are not but there's a whole different aspect of why this thing could turn around in the future very very quickly and it has nothing to do with it being a currency uh, mm -hmm. or a defensive you know sort of fear-based product okay sure uh, um so let's see uh, currencies right now the U.S. dollar is is you know making new highs um, not on the monthly or weekly but on the daily um, over the last uh, year it's definitely making new highs and the weekly is coming up to it's getting closer and closer to some matching highs we had on the weekly. Um, and even on the monthly. And then there's a bit of an air pocket where it can go back towards 2000 to 2002 highs. Uh, so if it pops above this channel that it's in, it, it hasn't been there since, uh, <laughs> you know, 20, 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, so actually, there's a lot of things that are that we haven't seen for 20 years. Actually, <laughs> there's a lot of things we could check off our list. It's like, haven't seen this for 20 years. But uh, anyway, let's roll over to you and talk about some things that you see here. Yeah, so you asked um, how does the spider do in the, in the past, in the last seven, five days. So the last five trading days, the spider is expected to do 0.54% return. But uh, of those five days, the last day of the month is actually a down day, minus 0.36. And the last three trading days of the month are only 0.19% return. So it seems like all the return, it's going to be front-loaded on the first two days of that five-day window. So that's something noteworthy. I looked at the Almanac to see what kind of sectors were showing that um, they might outperform or underperform the spider in that five-day window. And uh, I'll just rattle off some of the ETFs that we, we see for outperformance. Uh, one was gold. I mean, the fact you said you're interested in gold. Gold was expected to be 
um, an outperformer of the spider, while Silver was expected to do about the same exact performance as a spider. Right. Maybe let me, let me, creative let me pause. Let Silver. me pause and interrupt you for a minute. And, and um, this is this is why we stress so much, you know, not to just take a single directional approach, but to really exploit relationships and look at the performance of one versus the other. And I'm so glad you brought that up. It's like, you know, to be like, like here's an example. Gold was down on Friday, just like other things were down on Friday, right? Uh -huh. But was it down as much? Or were defensive stocks down as much as the high PE speculative no earnings or whatever type stocks? Do you know what I mean? Uh -huh. It's about that relative performance. If I could drill that into people and say, stop being so directionally minded like either it's green or red and start being blue like relative performance between things mm -hmm. like even the gdx and slb right so for the last five-day window the gdx is expected to do 1.62 percent while the slv is 0 0.54 the same as the spider so being long GDX minus SLV could be a trade for each day even. I mean, I, yeah. I, well, the problem I, with the problem with oil is like, you know, do we go do we go to, you know, 150 or 185 or 200 or do we go down to 80 uh, or 60 or 50? Like it's there is a supply chain problem in oil. But it's such a, a weird environment because, you know, you know, OPEC could come across and I'll suddenly say, you know, hey, we're going to, you know, put a whole bunch more on the market or whatever. And and all of a sudden oil is off like, you know, eight to 10 percent for that day. Right. Um, or, you know, it, it, it could be another threat of even worse things to come out of the war and all of a sudden you know oil takes off on an upside so it's it's really really a tough environment to to get right all the time right now i do i do expect that you know there's more upside potentially to to, to come uh from oil but mm -hmm. how, do, how do you get there what's what's the path to that so also, the, um, I'll read up more of the ETFs. So materials, XLB, these are the outperformers. Uh, so XLB, XLC, XLF. Financials are expected to outperform quite a bit relative to the spider, including the KRE and KBE, so the regional banks as well. Uh, even utilities, consumer discretionary, energy, real estate, um, the home builders, XHB, uh, and even some of the individual big cap stocks like Apple, Tesla, Microsoft, and Amazon. So those are all the big outperformers. And the things expected to underperform the spider are small caps, the IWM, the NASDAQ itself, QQQ, the diamonds, uh, industrials, XLI, XLP, staples, and healthcare quite a bit, XLV, XBI, IBB. So those biotech and healthcare expected to um be much weaker than the spider uh smh or the chips that also came up and things like the arc stocks arc k arc um, g those are also expected to be um, poor um poorer than the uh you know, yeah and just to, just a reminder to reminder to people that um like arc supposed to be down on the last day of the month there too um you can use 
S-A-R-K as a, as a long, which is the inverse of A-R-K-K. Yeah. Um, so that's one way to, to, to play it. Um, but, uh, you know, I want to interject here and just talk about the earnings that we have this week because we've got Microsoft and Google on Tuesday, Facebook Wednesday, Apple Thursday, as well as Amazon after hours on Thursday. Um, these are the biggest stocks in the SPY, the S&P 500. Yeah. And, you know, we have the, the we, we've had about 20% of all the stocks have reported so far um, earnings out of the S&P 500 stocks. And, um, you know, they 79% of those beat earnings, but it doesn't necessarily mean just because they beat earnings that they they contributed to the market going up or they went up themselves because, you know, markets looking forward and go, oh, that was nice, you beat, but you know what, if things are going to get much worse for you the next time. So it's not a guarantee, but um, if these earnings come out pretty good, I mean, it could help that spy to perform better than the IWM, like you were saying. There's, so there could be that contributing factor. So um, it's going to be interesting how these things report and what that means for the market this week. Okay. Yeah. So we've got 180 stocks to report this week. Wow. Right. So um, with along with these big guys. I think that means a lot of vetting in the morning pre-market to, to look for things that are reporting, maybe to exclude from your trades each morning. Yeah, you know, see see what uh, see what that's giving you, and 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 those are going to impact the tech stocks for sure. You know, if if Apple is not doing well, I mean, there's not much hope for for too many other things to perform, yeah. right? So, but that's on Thursday, right? So, and then Friday we have a personal expenditures index that's called the PCE. And uh, that's really a big gauge for inflation. And so we'll have to see what that trend, that, that's, and that's the last day of the month. I mean, there is, there is a lot, not only the earnings side, but there's a lot of economic reports this week, two Thursdays, GDP, Friday, uh -huh. employment costs, personal income, all kinds of stuff this week. You guys can look it up because there's just way too many things to, to report. So definitely a week to, to be careful, as Dave said, about, you know, vetting your symbols and um, looking at your economic news. Um, you know, most of that hits about an hour before the market opens, uh, the, the, the early stuff. Um, yeah, so that's that's what I see. And then And then the other thing is be careful that you don't just – arbitrarily trade some Chinese stocks. There's some real issues going on still. We're not out of the woods with China. The lockdown in Shanghai and in you know, other regions is extremely um, aggressive. Mm -hmm. And um, that's affecting a lot of things. And then you have, I don't know why they, they, they tend to fight so many fires at once, but, but Z's going after corruption again and in his 10 years of tenure here 1.5 million government officials have been arrested and charged with you know corruption 1.5 million wow. and and there's you know 40 new ones just just come out over the weekend here <laughs> in banking and finance companies and all kinds of stuff so there's 
they're pulling out all the stops over there, and um, I, I just think China is, is just so so risky still. Um, you know, the time will come probably when you know the bottom's in, and, and there's there's some potential for some of those stocks. But you know, you're probably better off to um, to do your homework within the S and P 500 and and the and the better of the Nasdaq and the better of the Russell even, right? Uh, safer. Yeah. So, so uh, tricky you have things it. like, you know, you have things being delisted, you know, uh, moving or moving their listing from, you know, being uh, NYSC ADR uh, moving over to Hong Kong or whatever, some of the Chinese stocks. So there's there's a lot going on there. And I think that also overall is a bit of a downward drag. We've got a lot of downward drag. So I know we've had people that say, you know, let's we have to be bullish. You know, this is a great time to buy and all that. But this is a really precarious year, and we have seen markets climb the wall of worry before, but there's just a lot going on and a lot that hasn't happened in so many years. Like, would you have thought as you rolled into this year, you'd now be, you know, kind of like <laughs> World War World War Two again kind of thing going on? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and some people have said, well, isn't this the start of World War Three? I don't know. But, I mean, you – you know, there's there's so many unexpected events going on, and then um, so M Macron won uh, the election there, and uh, yeah. so that's not too favorable for uh, Putin. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. Mm -hmm. And you're going, going into what third month now? The war? It's, it's well, out. wasn't it February 24th or something when it started? Yeah. Right. I mean, it was building up before that. The market, yeah. the market, you know, all had already rolled over, and 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 that's the other thing. I mean, we've come from such lofty highs in the market that, you know, there's still a lot of downside potential. You know, I don't know that you can say that we're out of harm's way and the bottom's in on the market overall, right? Yeah. Um, and so, did you know also that? Um, we haven't had more than a quarter basis point hike since uh, 2000. And that so long. All, all of the measures were quarter. And now we're talking about May 4th being a 50, right? 50 and I heard 75 points here and there. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably with – see, here's the thing. you got to factor in a little bit of all the crap that's hitting the fan. Mm -hmm. And – you know, to do a 75, I mean, when they have never, you know, they've only done quarters and now yeah. they're going to do a 50. I think that's, I think that's enough. <laughs> you know, I don't see, I, I, I think, I think that 75 is, is somebody trying to, you know, get extreme and well, if it happens, they'll certainly make their mark, but <laughs> I don't know. Well, the market's already done the work for them. We're at like 2. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, market's doing a lot of the work too, right? Even so. just the thought of it brought us to, to that level, so. Yeah, one thing on the, uh, you know, the, the dollar is continuing to gain strength, as we mentioned, and um, and so commodities should, you know, should be weaker with rising dollar. Um, but any that are holding up and moving in the same direction uh, as a dollar, that that would mean that they're even even stronger than you think, because normally uh, paper is is short when uh, when the dollar's going up like that. So because the commodities are priced in U.S. dollars, right? Um, anything else uh, that you see? 
No, I mean, like you said, it's I mean, there's a lot going on this week. Economic reports, earnings, and the seasonality all in the same week. So I don't think it's going to be one thing or the other that's going to drive stocks. It's going to be multi-factor strength or weakness in, on each symbol. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, uh, especially your biggest market caps, which can impact the market and the smaller ones as well, um, you know, really d dial into your um, earnings calendar. I mean, Coca-Cola starts it off uh, before the market on Monday, but um, Pepsi's on Tuesday before the market. And then after the market, we got Google and Microsoft. So um, that'll probably the the pivotal. I you know what I think if we open down, mm -hmm. um, and let's say Coke reported good earnings, that's defensive, right? Um, there's a chance that the that the Dow Dow could hold up reasonably well compared to the tech stocks on Monday, um, and then on Tuesday we've got Pepsi and GE before the before the open. Yeah. Um, and so there's still a lot of play le left there before the, you know the market close, and then we get the Google and the Microsoft, yeah, and Visa Capital One. So okay, good. All right, well, All right. good good chatting. Uh, it's always nice yeah. to just go through things and get our bearings. And um, we had our intro, so you get a 10 second outro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Do the outro. All right. Catch you next time. <laughs> okay.